Hello, Tarianne. Well, hello, Eloise, and hello, everyone out there in podcast land. Yes, our favorite place. Our favorite podcast place. <laughs> we have no idea who's in podcast land. <laughs> we have no idea who's listening, and uh, well, few people we know. <laughs> <laughs> it's always like, so, you know, we. We know that intuition requires a little structure. So our little structure is you and I and whoever's listening. And we keep seeking some other structure. So today, Eloise and I have decided that we're going to look at card of the week and see where that takes us. You know, we might do this uh, weekly and it'll take us into different subjects and you'll get to see uh, different ways to explore the tarot and explore the ways you can use it, how it can be helpful in your life, um, and how it can kind of bust through uh, your expectations of things, right? Because we, you know, usually um, the, the most common querent in tarot is someone who comes in and wants to, uh, I would say, control the future. You know, and if you if you think of all the movies you've ever watched where people hear the future and they say they're going to control it and they can't. Right. They go in and they try to change events and it messes up the whole timeline, etc. I love those kinds of movies, (laughs) Um, you know, seeing can I control the future? Can't I control the future? Uh, All these these different things. And, you know, there are ways in which you you can change things but most people think it's something you could do to fiddle around in the physicality of things like if i do this then that will happen and as we know you cannot ask the tarot if then questions because if you ask if i do this then will this happen the answer is always if (laughs) if you do it So the question would be, will I do this or won't I? Yeah. And usually we don't like the answer. Yeah, because if we're asking you it, know, we're normally wanting you know, a certain answer. So. And, and I personally am, am guilty of that. You know, I've, I've, uh, I, I remember years ago I wanted to make some extra money. I was a little fed up of just, there's got to be a way. I'm a hard worker. I work a lot. Why don't I just work extra hours? So I decided to sign up for um, being paid to be a tarot reader with a service that would send you people. So you had a headset, a particular number you called in, if I remember correctly. And you sit there and people call you. And however long you stay on uh, with a particular uh, customer, uh, then you would get paid for that time. Right. It was so fascinating. So, of course, in my head, I had it all designed. Well, you know, I I tend to stay up really late. So, you know, I could work after my work hours. I could work from six o'clock, even till three in the morning. I do it anyway, but usually with people for, for free. So I said, instead of doing all my my work for free, I could get paid. And I thought it was a marvelous idea. Marvelous, simply marvelous. You know, I have to really stress how marvelous I thought this was, right? (laughs) So I put the cards out for whatever reason, which was 
ridiculous. I just said, let's put the cards out to see, you know, how well this is going to work. Am I going to make a lot of money? And and it said failure, failure, failure. <laughs> and of course, I did what my clients do. I asked the same question in different ways over and over and over again, trying to get the response I wanted, which was, yes, of course, it's going to work out exactly the way your mind said it was going to work out. Of course. <laughs> and it said, no, 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 no. And I got, I, you know, I've done this many times. So I know how people feel when I tell them no. And I, you know, toss the cards on the table, nice and hard, bang. And I'm like, they're wrong. I've got this down pat. Why wouldn't it work out? You get paid for being on. It's it, it, people call in all the time. Yeah. So day one, I've got my headset. I've got my hours booked in. I sit down and I'm waiting. So that was one thing I hadn't anticipated, that people wouldn't be calling. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I'm like waiting and, <laughs> waiting and waiting. And finally, I get a call. Now, there's a protocol. The first 60 seconds, I think, was free. So that, you know, you could get their name and their their address, I guess. I can't remember what it is. You, you have to get the information. Yeah. Of course, my mind never even you know, went around this, uh, it's like information, email, blah, blah, blah. What are you talking about? You know, I'm just, oops, I, I dropped the whole stand here with the phone, sorry. And um, why am I fiddling with it? It's because it's crooked, sorry. <laughs> anyway, so so um, the first person calls in, of course, it's my first turn. I answer the phone. The question says, when will I get my apartment? I said, in 30 days. And they hung up. <laughs> Yeah, really, you got paid well for that. <laughs> really well. I was flabbergasted too. I was just like, what? What? Oh, I was just so flabbergasted. I said, okay, I see. I see what's going on here. Right. Okay. Like dance, you know, so dense. No wonder I wanted, was looking for extra ways to make money because I had such a terrible way of making money. You know, I was like, I was more interested in helping the person than I was in, in helping myself, which yeah. was hilarious. And, and uh, then, you know, you would get full hour readings. And I think I did it for a total of two days. Yeah. And I said, yeah, this isn't going to work. I think I made 10 bucks waiting on this line for, you know, six hours. So 12 hours total made 10 bucks yeah, US. Mad. And I went, yeah, this isn't going to work out for me. This is not going to work out. But so, you know, I thought, wow, what a great lesson to show you how the mind has no clue what all of the probabilities and parameters of what's really going on um, out there, right? You can have a goal in mind and you really think it's going to work. Um, I always find, why do we even ask the question? Like, why did I even ask that question? You know, it, it, I was certain it was going to work. Why do you have to ask the question yeah. if you're certain? <laughs> you know, I still, I still don't even know why I asked it. You know, it was just kind of like, oh, just confirm. And I was, I think what I wanted most was to not only confirm my, my feeling or my thoughts, it's not a feeling, my thoughts that this was going to work out, but I wanted to know it was going to work out better. Yeah. And it's such a disappointment to see it wasn't. But once I passed through the two days, I realized why it wasn't going to work and it was fine. 
right? It just kind of, and it taught me so much, it taught me about, you know, my goodness, you know, if you want to run a business, you know, you can't just feel, you know, feel for people, right? And fine, you have compassion, but uh, it's your work, it's your energy you're using, and they want a service, they can pay for the service, yeah. right? So it was just, it was just huge that it was, it failed and it was huge um, to understand what exactly is going on. So, you know, we learn in, um, well, in so many different techniques. In tarot, it taught me that whatever's in my mind is not part of reality. You know, whatever conclusions my mind makes, uh, whatever my thoughts are saying are not reality. That really, really supported. Um, you're just speculating. You're using your past and putting it on the future as though that's a predetermined conclusion rather than, well, you know, I know if I don't look too tough, tw uh, both ways when I cross the street, I could get hit by a car. That's, that's kind of transmuting it into wisdom. I need to take a glance both ways to make sure, you know, there are no cars coming. Um, like, it, it, uh, we know that it's best to go to the, to the lights to cross the street. Yeah. But if it's, if it's 6 a.m., maybe not so much today, but when I was younger, 6 a.m., there were no cars, right? It was just dead. So, yeah, of course, I could look both ways and see the streets are dead. You know, there's no one there. I'm going to cross in the middle. I don't have to go to the light. So uh, it, it's really the wisdom of what is going to be the most practical way for you to get across the street. Um, so now I'm using a street as an example, but it's the same with everything else. Though it gets more complex because we have all these thoughts and we relate them to our feelings of contraction and expansion in the body because the feeling is is you know something that's happening to our sense of touch and usually we relate it to um to things we think but it's not really we could think something and then feel contracted if i if i think of rotting decaying meat with maggots on it and i really visualize it i could get a real contraction in my body yeah but rotting maggots is not the feeling yeah, there's a feeling going on when I think of that, right? Or in the in psychology, they say disgust is an emotion, right? Uh, in Chinese medicine, we don't we don't use that as an emotion, but it's um, it's an emotion. It's considered the flavor of the five basic ones, probably. What was that? It's, it'll be a flavor of one of the five basic emotions in Chinese medicine. Oh, okay. Yes, yes, right, yes, yes. So why don't we, so Pick we're, we're kind of looking at, yeah, we've got, well, we've got all these subjects that we work with and a lot of these subjects I've worked through, um, through the tarot and, um, you know, for years and years, learning how to ask the question, um, you know, making sure there are no shoulds and should nots in our question or controls in the question, because uh, oftentimes we want to control the future. That's one thing. And um, there are so many subjects. And from there, you can study different things. Like I do 
breakthrough as well. We do body talk. We, you know, so we find different ways of, of expressing um, and learning about the cards. You could read fairy tales and learn about the cards. There's so many different ways. So these are things that we cover in, uh, in course material. So one of the reasons I called this dose of truth is that is exactly this subject that I'm bringing up is that we can ask a question and we're certain we, we're going to get confirmation and also lots of, um, uh, lots of different pieces that will tell us how much even, uh, even greater the answer is. It's even better than we could imagine. And then we're given that dose of truth, that drop of truth that says, no, it's not gonna work out. Yep. All right, so with that in mind, meaning no mind i'm just shuffling the cards for all of us this to the world so what's the card of the week a nice deep breath and what have we got so we've got the two of fire okay. so it's called batons but it's in the reverse oh it's in the reverse so I'm just going to give you give a little bit of an idea of what we're working with. Um, we've got a little course going up on uh, that will go up. I don't know in the next months on Udemy on how to do things a little intuitively. If, yeah, um, we're, we're if creating you're lots of tarot courses, but we've been doing it for a while. So at some point they'll all get released. <laughs> yeah, at some point they'll get released. Um, so. I'm not going to do it that way. I'm going to give you some of the more, um, uh, yeah, just a few definitions that we use. So two is usually two things, person, place, object. Lovers. Um, so lovers. So you could have two people. You could have you, a person and an object. It could you be could you and me. Objects. It can be you and me, sure. It can be anything. So what does it mean when you have two objects? What is the two determining? So, you know, through years of working with people and studying this, it always comes to how those two objects, whether it's person, place, or thing, or events, relate to each other. How they relate to each mm -hmm. other. And the element is fire. So we're looking at how fire relates now what's interesting is fire decided to come up today right so we have four elements in the tarot earth air fire water and most of them seem quite simple like earth is your physical body it's your home it's your money it's all the stuff contained in your home it's it's a plant it's whatever pertains to the physical it can even be a document Right. Anything that so um, if you get an earth card and you're writing a book, we know it's the actual written book. When earth comes up, if it was writing a book and it's swords, it's the idea because air is the mind. So it's the idea. If it came up to if it came up cups, which is water, it's your emotions relating around it um, and in fire. We say creativity, sexuality, um, but people often, no matter how many classes I've taught, 
and people know that swords is air and batons is fire, they will still see the batons and say, oh, it's two ideas coming together. But no, it's not. It's not two ideas. Something else entirely. Mm. It's something creative. And we don't, we don't necessarily know how to explain that. I'm talking about colloquial terms, each person. Uh, like, how does, how do we create? What is it like when we're creating? Usually people go immediately to, well, I came up with an idea. No, that's not the creativity. The creativity is before the idea. Mm. So it, to me, when I, when I think of that, I think of artists and I actually set myself to this task uh, during uh, COVID uh, quarantine. I said, you're going to start drawing lines, just little there are these things on YouTube, just to draw, to work my brain in a different way, to help me. Um, yeah, I didn't even know exactly why I was doing it. I had no thoughts. It was just like, you know what, I'm going to draw this. Keep drawing. And then I drew little little uh, silly figures um, and they started to develop into other figures and all of a sudden as I was drawing one of the figures uh, I noticed that the character was coming out of the diagram like it was coming out of the blank page so for the first time I really really understood when a sculpt a sculptor says the image comes out of the block of marble. Mm. I'm bringing it out. It's already in there. I'm bringing it out. And I thought, wow, it'd be so cool to get that. And it was the first time I just kept drawing these silly characters. But I, what, what first started is I started to make a circle and I tried to make that circle uh, more and more perfect. Mm. I really get my hand to draw a circle rather than just draw a circle and make a little diagram. I really sat there and drew the circle and all of a sudden a hat came on or a, a certain way hair came on or a mustache came or curly hair. It was really interesting. I said, wow, I'm not thinking about, whereas in the past I would think about what I wanted the character to look at and wait for the idea to come. This was just happening. Now, maybe it was always happening, but I jumped too fast, jumped yep. too quickly, right? So this is something people do often in, in tarot, in telling the story of their lives. They jump to the mind rather than I'm in this moment having this experience and noticing what is actually happening. So uh, Eloise and I have been talking about, you know, doing little mini courses to help people out and as I sat down to write it out I noticed oh and when I'm writing it um, it gets confused and I want to leave it alone so what I did was I acted out exactly what I do to read a card I acted yeah. it out and as soon as I started acting it out I could see the sequence of events rather than thinking about what the sequence of events are such a fine difference so I know I'm talking a lot about this, but, you know, we can go, uh, you know, one of the things when Eloise said um, we could do tarot of the week, I was like, yes, because it's so fascinating, all the subjects we can go into, and it'll really anchor us during our, our weekly podcast. So we'll see. We'll see how this goes. Yeah, we'll play with it. Yeah, we're going to play with it. So 
here's how our fire is relating. How it's relating to itself or to things around us. So um, we could say, well, it feels like the fire is going out because the card is inverted. It's, it can be a tamping down of, um, of the creativity, right? So if people are at home with their kids and they're trying to get their kids to be quiet and trying to get them to, to behave, you're going to get a lack of relationship in the creative. But if you're if you're sitting there with your kids and saying, okay, let's let's really sit back and get bored, yeah, because uh, we know that boredom is the birthplace of creativity. So you're going to have to sit there and not do anything but have your pencil in hand and look at this piece of paper for an hour, or you know, get bored, be in your boredom, and see what comes up. It can be a game, right? It can be a game instead of trying to figure out which would be putting the intellect on the fire because what what would put out the fire what puts out fire? well we could throw some yeah we could throw some water on it so you would say well what could be going out in our fire and how we relate to fire you know relate to jumping kids relate to yourself that's like oh i'm getting antsy well if we throw water on it you know, all of our emotions get tossed on it then you're going to put it out when maybe we need to sit with it and allow it to um, show us what it needs. Right. I mean, what did caveman do? We went off and, you know, found food. And then the rest of the time, all of a sudden they're drawing cave drawings, right? Where did that come from? Uh, or you, uh, you, you sit and get super bored, yeah. Uh, and then you might do something to shake you out of the boredom, like think too much. Instead of doing that, you just sit there and get super bored, and something creative will rise. I find it's one of the hardest um, subjects for people to to deal with because our society is so involved in the intellect and emotions and thinking about things and getting things done that we often forget you know, how to bring the creative into our daily lives. Okay. So another thing that fire does is it heats things up. It can cause anger. So we can suppress the anger or we can, you know, express it. In this case, it's, it's like a little volatile box, right? We'll keep suppressing the anger, we'll suppress creativity, we'll suppress this other element in the human and oops, what could happen if that occurs? Sexuality, well, you could have well, yeah. sensuality as well. So you can have several things that rise up. It could be a tinderbox, you know, ready to, you know, explode, or you go into uh, suppression, depression. Mm -hmm. So all of these components, it's not that uh, any one of us would experience it necessarily as the whole. But I like to think of, well, I am a whole individual. I'm connected to this whole universe. And I'm going to experience bits and pieces of what's going on in the collective and as well as what is going on in me personally. So here you would look at this card and say, well, I am not having a relationship with my fire. 
I'm not having a relationship with my creativity. So if you think of my example where I was drawing the circle, it wasn't just to uh, make a perfect circle. It was to get the whole nervous system engaged in making a circle and the sensuality involved in the circle, the creativity involved in making a circle, the, the whole um, presence to to drawing the circle. Because oftentimes people go, I can't even draw a circle. So the mind interferes. So that's the second element that can put out fire. It can either, you can use wind to stoke a fire, or if there's too much wind, it can put out your fire. Yeah. So that's a big one is the intellect, right? So if we look at all of these points as something to relate to, am I relating to the creative, which holds the sensual within it, as you mentioned? Um, am I am I acknowledging that the creative needs all of the other components to kind of be satisfied? So you know I need to uh, have my you know my my environment uh, organized for me to sit down and look at a piece of paper and get bored, mm. or or to bake something right, yeah. uh, or to whatever it is that you're going to create whatever it is so this week the energy is we are not relating to our creative what can happen as a result of that is anger rises dissatisfaction a little bit of depression can occur because fire is also in the heart in chinese medicine so it would put that hard energy out so it might be time to sit down and see how you relate to your anger um what it's trying to tell you what it's trying to communicate and slow down i brought that up like slow down and and notice everything that you're jumping over because usually you know in response to this kind of thing in a personal situation people say yeah but i can't because i have kids yeah but i can't because um you know there's too much noise yeah but i can't because there's well yeah that's the story of the uh guy who uh is sitting down to meditate and he hears children outside he hears the birds so he starts yelling at the birds <laughs> telling it to shut up shuts the window so the kids are quiet and he's like i can't i can't be quiet until everything's quiet Right, of course, you know, it's the silence within. We, can, we still can be uh, silent. It's the mind saying that, that we need all that, that all of that stuff is, is bugging us. So it's all these excuses that we make. So yeah, maybe look at your excuses and say, well, thanks for being there, but I'm gonna look at something else. Oh. How do I sit on my own? You could have, you know, kids screaming, uh, doing all kinds of stuff that's fine. And you sit there and allow yourself to get bored. You might be interrupted. They have to make sure a child's not sticking their tongue in a socket. Yes, of course. But you might have even that 15 minutes to sit and allow yourself to get really bored. Oh. Do absolutely nothing and have that relationship with your creative. You might find so many cool things. You know, when when you know when kids are really yelling and and um, you know running around and they're antsy, 
uh, I've had that experience and, you know, you sit down and, and sit there and go, well, what is it that I could help them do if they can't find something to do? They're just, you know, kind of whining and, and I just sit there and as I'm getting bored, I start thinking, hey, let's build a fort. Let's, I know these are obvious examples, but um, you might find your own, your own space to come out of and find it interesting. Let's go bake something. Let's go, um, mommy's going to write now. What do you want to draw? You know, I mean, I'm certain a lot of people know that, but I'm just pointing out that when you're in a place that you can't see those things is the moment that you need to sit back, relate to the creative. Notice if your anger is coming to the surface, your frustration, and allow it to show you what you need to do rather than just giving into it and not relating to what exactly your conflict is trying to show you. So that's a bit on the nose. That might not be what everybody's going through. Um, but, you know, if we're worried about money, let's say, and, you know, the, the frustration is coming up uh, at what's going on around us, you know, you can kind of sit back and go, well, what are things I can do in this period of time? What can I, what can I create? Um, so sit and get bored and see how you can create your own work, your own uh, way of doing things, rather than uh, allowing the anger to tell you you're a victim. Mm. Right? Yeah. Now, it's pretty amazing what we can do. And I'm not saying every single person in every single circumstance can do something like this. But if we're not in victim mode and we're finding ways, we can always find someone who might help us you know, create a food bank, uh, somebody to help us uh, make new jobs. You know, it's, it's, it's our responsibility uh, to do that for ourselves and then go out with a, you know, with a wonderful energy of I'm here, I'm ready, and let's, um, let's, let's find places that we can do things, you know, whatever we can do to uh, support each other. Not everyone can support us. That's another thing that um, we have to relate to is it's not like I can just go out and say, everyone should support me. Yes, everybody. It's all about or me. I, <laughs> yeah, whoever I deem should support me should support me. You, you, you can't do that, but you can keep open and see where this, this opportunity lays. So when, when, this card comes up and the name on the card is called dominion. So either I have dominion over my own life or it has dominion over me. Mm. Yeah, that's an easy way to interpret it as well. So this victimized choice. Now I know that's really, uh, I mean, I could go on and on about a single card. <laughs> you know, I often tell people you could talk for hours yeah. about a single, single card. Um, and it really bypasses the circuitry of the mind, but how fascinating one one card can be, and how many how many topics we can come in to come up with. But it all just comes back to: Am I in a place where I'm having a relationship with all of the elements going on with me, and am I uh, taking the actions I need, the practical actions? Because two often tells us. Yes, I need to take an action that is practical so I can move on to the next step, which would be usually 
obviously three follows two and three is where we build something. Mm. But until I, I have a relationship with all the components. So if we use my example at the beginning, when I thought, oh, I'd like to make money. There's a goal. I'm, I choose this to make money. And the cards go, well, it's not really going to work out the way you think. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'll give them all. <laughs> uh, you know, but so it didn't work out, but it, it did show me that why am I looking for another job when I already have a job? It's really successful. I'm just not charging people enough for it. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not even charging everyone. I did that a lot. I didn't charge everyone. You know, people would bring 30 bucks and I'd spend, you know, two hours with them. Yeah, what was it? That, that's my problem, you know? And, and of course, this job indicated I was doing the same thing. Well, now I'm going to give you a job that gives you even less. <laughs> yeah. Until you figure out. <laughs> yeah, you're, 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 um, well, you know, I had to learn over the years that, um, you know, that I was, I, I thought that helping people was more important than anything else. But then I would always end up sort of in a place where, why don't I have any money? You know, what's going on here? Why don't I have money? And why am I working 24 seven? You know, lots mm -hmm. of stupid beliefs around what you think you should be doing uh, and what you think is practical and what you think is, or what you do that's impractical, but you think, well, it makes sense to me. Do, 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 right? So, you know, something would dominate. That's why I love that story that, that happened to me because it was, you know, I had to laugh at the end. I mean, I just, I, I, I sat and laughed, I think for about two hours thinking about how stupid I was, uh, thinking that my mind could tell me what would work out when I already had something that is telling me, well, it's not working out the way you're doing it. What you really need to do is revise the way you're doing things rather than, <laughs> you know, looking for more work. Like, do you think, because, oh, I love so much what I do and that's why I do it like this and I want to help people. It's like, no, you can't help anybody if you don't help yourself, right? So that's a huge process. So my ideas dominated me, my, uh, my neediness dominated me, uh, other people dominated me. Uh, it was so, uh, I have another good story too where, hmm. You know, I, I tended to be so much about how much I gave to a person. I'm still like that. I mean, this is just part of my uh, being is I'm extremely generous. Yeah, you are. And, um, and I have to monitor it. I have to temper it, right? So I don't sit around controlling it, but I just, I just listen, much like what I've been describing in this card, is to listen to myself and go, oh, I've hit my limit. You know, it's time to stop. That's it. You've given everything you can. Yeah. Let's just stop now. Stop. And and I do. But I remember when I was learning this, when I was beginning to understand this, I had a woman who, who came for a reading. It was a half-hour reading. We were already on an hour and a half <laughs> of a half-hour reading. And, of course, even in those days, I'd say, well, your half-hour is up. Now I'm going to... You know, if you want to go on, I'll have to charge you another half hour. I didn't do that. Like, just, I was embarrassed. I was, <laughs> you know, uh, all kinds yeah. of stupid things I would do. And um, after an hour and a half, the next client actually walked into the office. 
And um, I said, you have to leave. My client's here. Your time was up an hour ago. You have to leave. She literally, literally sat there with her face down, hands clasped. And the other client was standing next to me. And I said, you have to go. Your time's been up. And she just looked down at the table and she shook her head no. And I was just, I thought, is this real? I mean, is this really happening? Yeah. And and the, the like I had two treatment rooms, but the there was a big table where I would do tarot readings and yeah. my courses in one room. So she was there and I made sure no other clients were coming at, and left even an hour between her end of her session because I figure, oh, by the time she gets up and she pays and she'll be out, and then I have half an hour to, you know, check my emails and relax. Instead, she used up all the time. The client is standing next to me and she is shaking her head now. It was so surreal, so surreal. And I, and I just thought, well, what am I going to do? And I looked sort of apologetically at the next client and she just was flabbergasted with her shoulders in the air going, what's, what's going on? Why? Like, and I'm like, I I just don't know. Like, I don't know. She just won't leave. (laughs) I, I can't even remember what happened after. Yeah, I, no, we need her. to know, and you're not going to tell us. <laughs> well, she laughed, obviously. She's still not there. But she, she's she still sat laughed, there. But, You've been sitting but on the, her the shocking, the shocking moment was, you know, and it really told me that, wow, you're really doing things, you know, um, in such a way that um, you're not communicating what this business is about, yeah. um, what the parameters are. I mean, I've had lots of strange things occur to show me how others in life were more important than I was, which is to uh, batons upside down, right? Just suppressing and doing for others and people pleasing and being generous without any parameters. So it's almost like um, the fire is so contained and then somebody else's fire goes out of control, right? So yeah. uh, if I look at this woman as my mirror, she would be, fi- she's out of control. I can't get her out of my my office. Yeah, She's not leaving. She's not even getting up. And, and every possible thought I could have had, like, doesn't she know this is now on to like way more expensive that she's gotten more than, than, she possibly needs and you know of course I learned things about in psychology that you know you can be with a client for an hour and let's say it's a 50 minute hour which is a 50 or 55 minute hour and at the 55th minute you know they might not say much through the whole session and at the 55th minute you say well your time's up they'll say I want to commit suicide yeah you never know or you know, my whole life is falling apart. And you can see you can see this occurring all the time. It's just that moment of you have to go and live your own life and they're not ready. You know, so so many dynamics that are that are unseen that your life begins to tell you. Here's what you can't see, honey. Mm-hmm. Sweetie pie, darling, look what you can't see. So oftentimes the upside down is like a great indicator of you can't see something. You just can't see it. You can't see what is right in front of you. And time to start looking. 
stop rushing through it. Stop, stop thinking that your mind has the answer. This is where you need to slow down, get bored, so you can start to see hey, what's really going on inside me. So that's one single card for an entire week. So I oh, do God. pray for everyone that they are able to slow down. Not like, it's not just how you move, but slow down in relationship to how you see yourself. And the mind is very quick. So if you just go, okay, I see you mind, mm. but I'm doing something else. And you allow yourself to get bored. Then you might start seeing something you never saw before. People often think they also know themselves really well. I know myself. I know exactly why I did that. But I don't know why I keep doing it. Well, if you know exactly why you do it and you keep doing it, then you don't know why you do it. So oh. I like the example of I've lost my keys somewhere in the house. I'm looking for them. I find them. But now I'll keep looking for my keys, even though I found them. Yeah. That's exactly <laughs> what we're saying when we say we know why we're doing something. Yeah. We're saying, yeah, I know why, exactly why, but I'm going to keep looking for why I'm doing it. No, no. Once you find your keys, you found your keys, that search is over. Once you find why you're doing something, exactly what is the driving factor? You know, whatever thoughts drive you, whatever identities drive you, uh, the spell of your mind drives you, uh, you, you will never figure it out until you, and well, you won't figure it out by saying, I know why I do it. That's, yeah. Yeah, that, that's like finding your keys and saying, I'm going to keep looking for them, even though I found them. Yeah. I love this, this analogy. You know, I, I, I spent years kind of saying, telling people, look, things are hidden in plain sight. You just can't see it. Oh, no, I know exactly why I do it. Well, if you did, it would stop. And it's, yeah. and I was, it's like magic. But it is like magic. I mean, if I keep doing something repetitively, then if I'm looking for my keys, why do I stop when I find them? Why do I stop looking for my keys when I find them? I know that's a very difficult question to answer, but it would be the same oh. for anything else. When you find what is driving you, well, of course, you shed light on it. It's not going to have a hold on you. The spell is broken. And, and if you think, like some people get really freaky, they start to sweat, they palpate, they start to um, breathe heavily when they're looking, oh my God, I lost the keys, I lost the keys, well, I'm so stupid, oh, what did I do? And looking in the same place, like dumping out the purse over and over again, right? Yeah. And then the third time you look through the purse or somebody else looks through the purse, they find the keys. And then all of a sudden it all ceases. Breath comes back to normal. The head stops thinking. It's like, ah, oh, hey, oh, what a relief I found. I love the idea of you lose something and instead of running around, you sit back and you go silent. You don't even think mm. about where you could have put them. And you just go silent. And all of a sudden, 
you start to see exactly what you were doing and you walk straight up to your keys. Yeah. You walk straight up to it. You know, I do that always with lost objects, though I do have a couple of objects that have remained lost. <laughs> <laughs> so they've either gone through, one might have gone through a crack in the floor, so it's somewhere in the, in the, the ceiling, uh, between the ceiling downstairs and the floor. And one other thing that I just cannot find, it's been years, so mm -hmm. sometimes I suspect it was stolen yeah uh, you know or i lost it somewhere on one of my trips but uh, there's a part of me that's now it's somewhere in all your junk oh uh, yeah i have but, something that went missing from my flat and i cannot find it and i've never yeah. taken it out of the flat right yeah there you go and i've rearranged my and you know sprung clean the whole wall of the flat since then i'm like it's nowhere <laughs> where did it's it go nowhere yeah, I've done I've done all the drawers, all the compartments, I've done, you know, the whole closet, removing every single thing and still no no sign of it. So like, okay. You must have forgotten that you took it on a trip. Mm. Now it's too many years to even suppose uh where it could be. Uh, I can't even remember you know, what I had done in all those years, but it's fascinating. Yeah. But most objects I find. Yeah. You know, just, you just sit back and you know exactly where they are. And it's so interesting too, when you notice, uh, like I, I often, my mother has a habit of freaking out when she loses something. And uh, for, for a bit, whenever I lost anything, I would do the same thing. I, I get all nervous. And it's so interesting, eight years ago, going out with my my husband when we were dating, uh, he, I, I would go, oh my God, I think I lost it. I think I lost He said, no, I watch you. You are very meticulous. Even if you're talking to me or talking to the sales girl, you're very meticulous. You put everything away, you double check. Yeah. I was like, wow, I didn't even notice that about myself. <laughs> you know, I, I didn't notice how many people, he said, no, it's not possible. I've seen you, I see what you do. You know, it's not possible you, you've lost it. And inevitably, I find it. I thought I had lost a credit card once. He's like, it's not possible. You don't. I yeah. watched you. I was with you. There's no way. And of course, it was in my wallet, which is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it's, it's just staying calm. I usually find other people's objects much more readily than, yeah. than my own, you know, when I would get a little bit more. You know, it would take me a while, but now it's just like, yeah, sit back. It's going to show up. And of course, you'll you'll figure out where it was and you'll retrace your steps. Like your body will get relaxed and all of a sudden you'll go for it and you'll find it. And uh, it does, except these two objects, a little tiny ring that fell. And we've searched the whole room, so it must have gone in a crack somewhere. And uh, a gift from my brother. That's the only reason it bugs me. Otherwise, I wouldn't care. But it was a gift from him, so it, it's uh, it got sentimental value. But whatever, impermanence, right? Mm. You know, I always wondered how. Um, you know, that when I was younger, it's like this. You know, leaving things behind and really helping yourself see that everything's impermanent. That you can just, you know, dissolve everything that you have. 
and move forward. Yeah. Those mandalas that they make, the sand mandalas, they take all the time to make it and then they they destroy it, right? So it's this constant understanding that life is impermanent. Yeah. Right. So I I think this is enjoyable. I'd love to hear what people have to say. Let us know. Yeah. I think that we could do a card of the week and have a really cool discussion coming out of it or you know, it'll trigger all kinds of ideas and we'll get our little dose of truth. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Perfect. Well, thank you. That was fascinating. Cool. So we'll keep doing it for a while and see what people have to say. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. All right, my love. Have a great day. Yeah, too.